Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. Lindergaard making Boris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to the Glovers cast. It's been a quiet week, not a lot going on on the pitch, a few little nuggets going off the pitch, but to here to talk about nothing. <laughs> Can we talk, talk about, about nuggets? Can we talk about nuggets? I quite like yeah. a chicken nugget. Yeah. Nuggets, World Book Day. Um, odd down. Odd down. Bath. <laughs> As you can tell, we're joined. I'm joined by Ben Barrett and Dave Coates as per... How are we doing, gents? How's our week going? It's been it's been a long week. It's been an yeah. okay week. It's been a good week, but it's been a long week. Long week. Trying are to sell we, a house. Are we all sick of getting yes. push push notifications oh. about impending world doom and all this sort of stuff? I, I mean, you, I, you've I, started <laughs> serious there, mate. I, I, you've you've, I was, you've gone big there. I was going to you know picking up. Uh, the boy from after school club and pick up my phone and it's like Putin says the world the, the worst is yet to come. It's like, mm. oh good, brilliant, thanks, mate. Yeah, delightful. <laughs> Do I, I'm all for news. Obviously, we run a news website, don't we? But yeah. never written much about Vladimir Putin, have we? <laughs> no. Never <laughs> really, never really touched him. I'm no. sure if he's ever played Rod down, but um, yeah, he might have done. No, and I know that's a bit serious, but. Uh, if anything's going to weigh people down, I feel mm. like at the moment that's that's weighing me down. Yeah, yeah, pretty rough, isn't it? Pretty rough, to say the least. Yeah, 
but football <laughs> that's <laughs> what people are here for not for not for geopolitics no. um <laughs> we get some politics maybe not geopolitics but uh yeah we've gone to <laughs> to london to where south somerset district council's headquarters taunton one presumes is it taunton or is it yeovil it used to be in Yeovil, didn't it? It used to be yeah. down by Wixies that way. Yeah, it is, I can't remember yeah. what that road's called. Bunford Lane, someone like that. Prob- probably not in the United Nations, Bunford Lane, I wouldn't <laughs> think, but no. Yeah, should we start with that? Let's start with the exciting thing, which is South Somerset District Council and local matters. That's um, the exciting thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I need to find this the thing that came out. Uh, yeah, so they put out a press release um, uh, on Monday or Tuesday morning, wasn't it, after they approved their budget on yeah. Monday night, um, which was announcing, I want to say, £118 million worth of investment. Don't get right. too excited, folks. They're not all for us. Um, <laughs> of uh, In and around the District of South Somerset, including uh, £2.8 million allocated towards the purchase of the Hewish Park site including stadium, including um, port cabins, including all the crap out the back of the Thatcher's Terrace, presumably. Imagine that's going to set them back a pretty penny. Um, but yeah, so we didn't know a figure. Um, there'd obviously been discussions prior to this, which um, were very public back at the end of 29? No, 2020. 2020, yeah. The end and of 2020, yeah. All the value stuff was all in closed session and all very under the radar yeah um so we never knew really how much they were paying up until monday night did we and they have said that the owner is ready to proceed i think was the words that they used in their their press statement yeah um yeah and so if we they are... can find him then yeah <laughs> fair enough <laughs> Yeah. And I just say, if you are looking for him, Hewish Park is not a good place to start, I don't think. No. 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 Um, so, that, yeah, 2.8 million to buy it all. Um, I've had a few discussions over the last 24 hours. You've been doing some journalism, haven't you? I have, yeah. Um, and spoken to a couple of people. Sources. W- yeah, within the council. Who have... We have like Sky Sports sources, always have everything. <laughs> we have Glover's car sources. Interestingly, Not sweet they, were, and sour. they were all hanging out of car windows when I spoke to them as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> they said that the budget is purely that that money is it listed in there in the event that it might happen rather than it will happen. So don't think it's anything to get concerned about based on the fact that the Glover's Trust put out quite a bit of detail on Monday night as well prior to this. Um, so there I think nothing, it's... just uh, nothing we didn't know in December 2020 when they approved it originally then. It's the same. Uh, yeah, yeah, other than other than that we now know the number. how much it was going to be. Nothing, is, nothing has changed. Um, yeah, we don't know the timelines. Uh, I am waiting for a reply because we did find out that um, Scott had asked them to re-look at it. However, we believe that was back last year 
um, before the takeover negotiations reached a critical point is what I'm led to believe. Um, but at this point, we've put in statements to, we put in questions to the council to find out if anything further has happened on their side. And we've also put in a, st- a question to the football club as well. <laughs> and there's also this brick wall next to me that I've spoken to and uh, I'm expecting as much of an answer on that one out of it. So, yeah. But the Glover's Trust uh, <laughs> gave a, uh, I would, I, I think I described this as, uh, this is your kind of, this is the sort of, this is everything we know statement, isn't it? This is, this is full disclosure. Everything we know, anything else, has to come from somebody else because we don't really know anything more. Is that fair to say? It's a hundred percent fair to say. Yeah. So the new things, or certainly the new things which I read in there, were the identity of the financier behind the Simul Sports um, bid, who's yep. a Mr. Gregory Baker, yep. um, who was involved in a finance company called. Uh, is it ESE? ESE. So ESE. environmental, social, and I want to say economical. Okay. Um, and, and so you can probably guess. They, they invest in property, which has a sort of a social value. They, they build, I'm reading their website, it said that they build properties in areas where there's of social need or something like that. So if they, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's a bit of a, it seems as if there's a bit of a ethical goodness around what they want to what do. they try to do which yeah. you know sounds good to me yeah now a number of people have said should we be concerned about the fact that there's a property the housing developer involved in the bid to buy the club i presume that only becomes an issue or probably well, maybe it doesn't even become an issue but um, i think it becomes <laughs> if I, well, I don't knowing. I don't think it becomes an issue. Um, I guess further on in the in our here's what we know. We talk about the situation with the land and the surrounding area, so it's not going to be able to v- develop. Anything no, because Simmel was looking to buy the company that just owns the stadium, don't they? Yeah, they don't own anything else. Correct. Okay, so presumably if you build on the stadium you don't have a football club anymore unless you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna like dribble around people's uh, milk bottles outside the house or something maybe yeah do people still get milk bottles just blow over in the wind now won't they i still get milk bottles do you yeah yeah i do i'm quite oh. posh though yeah <laughs> from a dairy just up the road but it's very eco you see I'm Good. very yeah, I'm, I'm I'm very new and uh, and and green. Ben, if <laughs> you had to new, uh... new and green, <laughs> new and green, yeah. Um, ben, if you had to get a Yeovil Town player from the current squad to demolish a house uh, that was built on the Hewis Park pitch, which player would it be? Uh, first of all, I'm glad that you've you've sort of diverted away because that opening little segment was up there with that podcast a few podcasts ago where you just rattled off numbers and team names. I was I snoozing. All right. That was, I mean, a lot of words went right over my head there. Oh, okay. 
but is that, I, is I, that I, on you rather than us? Like. Oh yes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I was going to say, absolutely. I was just trying to think what names and numbers I read out. But no, I, no, no, just in comparison with the one that you did when we were going through our half season preview. I remember. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. just a list of names and numbers. That was an, so. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of, I can My eyes went a bit blurry there for a minute while you were talking boring things. Yeah. Um, that's why again, I thought I'd ask you a silly question. Joe, yeah, that's, you know, yeah. I mean, rouse that's, you from like your say, slumber. He's that's, awake. That's on me more than it is on you and my my very low IQ. Uh, which player to demolish? Well, got, got to be got to be Dale Gorman. Yeah, it, just yeah. kick balls at it repeatedly, or, or kick them, or kick the balls down and just get booked a lot. Yeah, be Gorman. Yeah. I would fancy Addy Yusuf. You know, mm-hmm. a la a la Boreham would away just to like just shoulder barge the front door start the front door then move on to some brickwork maybe if if he's going for the front door is he going to have to aim for the back door <laughs> wow <laughs> i didn't say that sorry i, I did. did yeah he did say it i'm going to go for staunton i think yeah yeah i could imagine him in a hard hat and hide yeah. his jacket you know just staunton give, give that man a sledgehammer <laughs> <laughs> yes, give that man a sledgehammer yeah yeah Okay. Have you? Uh, are we all picturing um, Josh Staunton as a member of the Village People now? <laughs> oh no, I was going for more. Um, uh, can he fix it? Yes, he can. Who am I Bob thinking? The of? Builder. Bob, Bob the, the Builder. builder yeah. Josh. Josh the Builder. Yeah, Josh the Builder. Can he fix it? <laughs> okay. Um, so that is uh, geopolitics. Really ob- it's really obvious when we don't have a midweek game, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> Got nothing to moan about particularly, have we? Right. Yeah. Um, um, I'm back to back to where we were. I would say the concern if there are my cons- eyes gonna go blurry again. No, hopefully okay. not. Okay. If there are concerns about you know someone from outside investing, find someone local. Yeah. <laughs> if there was going to be someone local was going to do it, I assume they would have done it by now. I did. Um, I did notice somebody said. Uh, why can't we find someone local with their own money? And I said, Norman Hayward was local and he had his own money. Yeah. Um, and the involvement of uh, Terry Stevens, who is a member of the Glover's Trust and a Yeovil Town supporter, um, is, you know, big because it's a Yeovil Town person who cares for the club and has history with the club. And I feel like already through what the Glover's Trust has told us and sort of, you know, the, the appearance given from outside looking in, that if there were to be things of concern, I feel like Simul Sports would be in a more willing position to answer questions and to say, you know, what the plans were and what was going on and why. I feel like we ask questions rightly so and, and you know it's not always fun to do but you know ian does send emails knowing we're not going to get responses to whoever it needs to be but i feel like if we were to have an issue and we were to ask a question of somebody at simul sports once this is all done and dusted if it's ever done and dusted i feel like they would be a little bit more responsive ian and your dealings with the trust and with simul sports and whoever else would you agree with that yeah yeah, there you go. Trans- transparency will be crucial so that they can get buy-in from the local community and everyone around, really. Yeah. 
and I've, that's what and, makes and, a football club thrive is <laughs> yeah and there will be questions there will be questions that maybe aren't particularly easy to answer or particularly enjoyable to answer but yeah if if a company if a if a consortium is willing to put their money where their mouth is in the way that it appears that they're doing and are willing then to answer some maybe uncomfortable questions maybe questions from those who don't know stuff which very much includes me um you know that's that's a good thing because that ain't what we're getting now so no, and there's a yeah. I think again, we're 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 at this point. Not only does Darren Sal want clarity, we all do, and um, I guess that state the 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 document that went out isn't a precursor to, you know, it's not we have it hasn't gone out knowing that something is, you know, <laughs> about to happen. It is. Here's everything we know. Yeah. Over to you. <laughs> I did, uh, again, I did enjoy the uh, uh, social media of the Glovers Trust should come out and say something. Glovers Trust come out and say something. Why are they saying something now? <laughs> what do they know? What are they hiding? <laughs> it's like, you are angry people. <laughs> just, just, you know, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I was, yeah, it was, uh, that's it. So anything else you want to know, ask someone else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ask God. Yeah. Ask God. Or ask yeah. the big man. The big man. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was football in midweek because uh, Bath based Odd Down in their, what I referred to in our news article as their semi-finale. I put an E on the end of it, not semi-final. <laughs> in their that, semi-finale. Was that on purpose? No, it was uh, completely... Uh, not on purpose. Um, yeah, progressed <laughs> to the semi-finals, semi-finales of the um, of the FA Cup and the FA Cup of the Somerset Premier Cup. This is all going wrong now, isn't it? Beating Well City on penalties. So, and Ben, there's a date for the semi-final. Am I right? Is that you told me the? Uh, oh, I you did. said I yeah. Did. You put it yeah. in our group chat. It's it's in April. It's not the week of the uh, Bromley game. They haven't moved the Bromley game. They have clearly prioritised the league. In April the fifth, isn't it? April the fifth. Oh, he's got his actual calendar out there. Oh yeah. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I need to keep an eye on my dates. Yeah, a- a- April the fifth. There you go. April the fifth. Get in your diaries, folks. That's it. Down with the odd. Is it at home as well? Is it huge part? Yeah. Yeah. Well, as as and Marcus, we can we reiterate Marcus's request for the chant of "Odd Down Get Battered Everywhere They Go" not to be sung by anybody. So, I dare say there won't be a lot of singing at a um. No? Well, there wasn't at the last one. Disappointing. That I suffered through. Disappointing. You loved it. <laughs> yeah. Um. What other news is there? Is that it? Is that literally all the news we've we had we we heard from uh, Steve Salden uh, in the week as well from the Oval Press? Uh, we heard him talk um, to me and um, <laughs> and some bloke called Guy Whittingham. Who, if you're really old, like older than me, old, you will know was a very good player for the Oval Town in the 1988-89 season. Yeah. And I would just say that I was between the ages of seven and eight when he was playing for us. So He, he left before I was born. There you go. There you I go. I was born January 88. So 
Yeah, and he I knew this one, Dave. Yeah, and but he scored 19 goals in 23 games, uh, whilst actually still a member of the British Army, and then left us to join Portsmouth, uh, who were then second tier, second division championship as it was now. And um, yeah, he's still their record, the club record goal scorer. He scored, um, and in, in one season, in the 1992-93 season, in the league, he scored 20, uh, 42 goals in 46 matches and um, in all competitions, 47 goals. Um, so, yeah, uh, and I think Mitrovic from Fulham has got 34 goals. I think Ian saved me by uh, updating the article. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, 34 goals already. So, um, yeah, he's got uh, some, he's not far away, is he? 46, he's got 42 to catch, I think. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's an entire second division record, not just one yeah. team, one thing. That's the record, isn't it, for second division? That is the entire record. Yeah. Yep, yep, second. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a pretty ruthless goal scorer. Mm, yeah, uh, I mean, I, I never saw him play, but I know a few people who did. Steve um, Salden, who was on the podcast with us because he had seen him play that season, spoke about him in, in glowing terms. And I know um, Paul, who runs the coaches in the green and whites, watched him play, refers to him as the best striker he's ever seen play for Yeovil. Um, and he only played for us between November and May. So uh, to score 19 goals, I mean, blimey, we'd, we'd, we'd have a striker like that now, wouldn't we? I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd die at Whittingham now. How old is he? Like 16? <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd have him now. Yeah, he's probably yeah, probably in that that kind of uh, that kind when, of period. But yeah. Whenever we put out a podcast of this like era where we talk about this type of, you know, these types of years, I always know that Barry Spiller is gonna comment that he enjoyed it. Yeah. He like it. Yeah. likes a bit of retro, doesn't he? Just Barry. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Well, if you didn't listen to it, pop on and listen to uh, yeah, Steve and I talking to Guy. He was uh, he was a difficult man to pin down, very busy man, um, but he's now a, he's now a coach for coaches for the FA. So um, so yeah, he's a busy guy. Coaches youngsters in his um, in his evenings as well, and he does the commentary or co-commentary a la Lawson Diaz um, for uh, <laughs> for uh, for BBC Solent, I think, for the Portsmouth games. So yeah, he is a busy man. Did speak about Ben Barrett as his um, his idol as far as co-commentary is concerned, but said he could never match that notebook that Ben crams to the extent that I can't believe he can read anything he's actually written. He's written so much information on one little scrap of paper. Move Bench. on. Ben's shaking his head at me now. <laughs> so yeah, so but we have a game coming up this weekend. We're Thank away for that. at Notts County in the city of Nottingham, and in the city of Nottingham, yeah. And uh, ahead of this fixture, I've caught up with Paul Mace from the Magpie Circle, a Notts County podcast, to find out what to expect. <laughs> Okay, so this is Dave, and I am once again joined by Paul Mace from the Magpie Circle, a Notts County podcast, to talk to us about Yeovil trip to Nottinghamshire this weekend. So, Paul, firstly, welcome back to the Glover's Cast. My pleasure. My pleasure. 
Yes, it's been, it seems like a long time since we spoke to you back at the, well, it's probably the end of September, start of October, and uh, Notts form has been quite impressive since then. In the league, 18 games played since that day, 10 wins, four draws, four defeats, and you've made the quarterfinals of the FA Trophy uh, to boot. I mean, what's been the story since uh, we last uh, encountered you back in October? Um, well, it's been pretty good. I mean, I, I guess one of the challenges that, 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 that we as fans and the club has is that we are a pretty big fish uh, in, a, in a relatively small pond. And as such, our supporters would expect us to be winning 90% of the games, would expect us, I think, as a, as a very base level to be in that top three or four. And uh, although our form has been pretty decent, we found ourselves in that kind of sixth to eighth position for probably five or six weeks now. Part of that, we've, we had a lot of problems trying to play at Kings Lynn. Uh, we went there three times uh, and we've already been to Dover twice and not managed a single minute there. So, so we've kind of had four postponements for two away games, um, which has kind of disrupted our season a little bit. Um, so, and I guess as you're talking to us, this is um, only 24 hours after, uh, uh, to be brutally honest, we got a bit of a pasting in the second half at Chesterfield, who in the National League are our, our nearest rivals. So um, it's a little bit uh, glass half full, glass half empty at the minute. Um, I think that the expectations of our supporters would be um, playoffs at an absolute minimum. And we are kind of just in those playoffs at the moment. Yeah. And you mentioned the, the defeat to Chesterfield on, on Tuesday night. They're obviously one of the teams with uh, uh, you know big budgets to spend. Wrexham Stockport uh, also up there in that uh, challenging for those player places. The Oval ourselves in our last game out, we lost at Chesterfield uh, only by one goal. But on mm. the on the TV on, on Saturday, we felt we were a little bit hard done by. I mean, what did you learn from the performance at Chesterfield on on Tuesday night? Um, well, I, I mean, I, I, th I think there would be um, universal acceptance that we played very poorly in the second half, unfortunately. Um, we were a goal to the good. We ended up getting beaten pretty comprehensively. Um, and I think we kind of thought before the game we were going to catch Chesterfield at the right time, eight changes um, or eight first teamers out for them. Sadly, Shimanga's got a very bad injury that's going to rule him out for most of the rest of the campaign. Um, uh, we'd had a good 2-0 win at Woking. So I, I, I kind of think we all thought we would get something out of the Chesterfield game. And to uh, lose it in the manner that we did is a bit of a bitter pill to swallow. Um, so I think that there will be a high expectation on us to redress that balance um, against Yeovil on Saturday. Um, I mean, looking at your recent results, while you might not necessarily have accumulated... Oh, don't look our late recent results, Paul, please, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you might have accumulated too many points. You, you know, and you mentioned the Chesterfield game there. You've been involved in tight games, haven't you? Yeah. You know, tight games. We can't score, Paul. That's our problem. We just can't score for, for love and the money. I don't know if you saw the game on, it was on the TV on Saturday night, but we, we carved out some decent chances. Um, we could have been, I think even the Chesterfield manager said we could have been 2-0 up at half time, but you don't take your chances. You don't win football matches to coin a cliche, do you? So, um, 
Yeah, I mean, I didn't see the game. Um, yeah. It was on, on the way back from Woking on the train. Of course you were, yeah. Where we'd won 2-0. Um, if memory serves when I came down to Yeovil earlier this season, um, we kind of caught you at the right time. We, we'd had a bad run. Uh, and in the end, did we win 2-0? 2-0. Two and, 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 I, and, yeah. and I think wasn't one of your better days was it if memory serves we were day. in a we were in a pretty dire run at that um at that point i mean it's been a difficult season uh all, all in all really but uh, another one it seems but um yeah you you certainly were part of our our pretty uh naff run back in that sort of september october time i mean you came down with us um and, yeah. and obviously you'd had a good stint in the football league you, you'd yeah. reached the second tier i uh, mean our fan base, size, stature, you know, world's oldest professional football club. I think it's fair to say it's very impatient to get back. Uh, and and we, we might possibly argue we should be where Stockport, Wrexham and Chesterfield are at the moment. Uh, so there's a little bit of impatience from our fans. I mean, what, what, what's it like where you, you guys are, having been a league club, although not necessarily as historically for that for that length of time. No, no. You've not necessarily threatened the playoffs too much, have you, since you came down? Well, since we came down, we got in the playoffs the first season we were down. That was obviously aborted season because COVID. Um, so we, we we got knocked out by um, Barnet in the semi-finals. But we yeah, then beat Barnet, yeah. You yeah. did, that's right, yeah, and you made it through to the final, didn't you? But um, yeah, so so... First season down, did you know? Did okay, parachute payments, all that kind of stuff. Um, last season was a, a write-off for for many reasons. Um, I think we mentioned when we spoke last time the death of our captain Lee Collins. After well, of course, com- coming up to the first anniversary, really, just sort of distraught. Well, you know, just just threw everything up in the air, and the season never really recovered from there. We were kind of, yeah, we were in pretty diaform by that point anyway and then this season I mean we've got off the field troubles I know as a Notts County fan off the field troubles are, are yeah. no no stranger to you but um, yeah it's been a bit it feels like another season where we're saying oh well let's just write this one off and go on to the next one but you wonder how many times you can do it can't you and I'd imagine for you know for a club like like Notts County as you say a big club big city um, you've got some real competition with these clubs that are spending a lot of money. And I know Notts County, you know, they're, they're, there's budget there, but even comparatively, I imagine, you know, if they can, if Chesterfield can splash out a quarter of a million on Shimanga and uh, Stockport can do the same on uh, uh, Quigley and uh, and Madden, I mean, it's very difficult for anyone to be able to, and I mean, you talk about Wrexham there, but, you know, it's going to be difficult for anyone to match that. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, I think... I, I, our fans are probably split into two camps on on, on the debate you've just mentioned there. Um, some would say yes, we shouldn't now be. You know, we can't really compete with Wrexham, Stockport, and that sort of thing. I mean, I probably come into the other side of the camp where, you know, for me, not should be better than seventh, um, and uh, it's not clearly you need some money and. You know that the stats that have come out from the from Notts's uh, annual report is that our owners, who have been very good, uh, Alexander and Christoph Leach, um, two Danish brothers from a wealthy family background, um, to cost them broadly speaking, wait for it, including the purchase price of the club when we went down in the same season as yourselves, over the three seasons, nine million quid. Wow! Right? Okay. 
So, so, so I guess the point I'm making there is that we haven't scrimped. We no. might not have signed a player for two hundred and fifty thousand mm-hmm. pounds, but you know, for me, I don't really think we are paupers. You know, our average crowds are up there. You know, yeah, yeah. other than Wrexham, you know, we've got the highest average crowd and and have had for each of the past three seasons. Mm. Um, our crowds have been remarkable, really. I mean, you will still be looking at six thousand for Saturday. Yeah, believe it or not. Yeah, uh, you know, and and we've been pushing nines. You know, for the bigger games where like a Grimsby bring sort of two thousand, two and a half, then we're we're nudging ten thousand for those games. Yeah. So um, fans have definitely stuck with it. Um, but I I would say for us this year, the absolute minimum, the absolute minimum is to make the playoffs. Um, and that's probably not assured. You know, you're probably looking at nine to ten teams that would still have realistic a- aspirations of getting in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, no, they're still quite tight up there. I mean, uh, looking at your player, you mentioned the the game back in October, Ruben Rodriguez. I think he gave us hell of a go, uh, going over. He scored twice yeah. that day. Um, noticed that uh, Eli Sam, your centre forward, is five in five uh, for his last five games. I mean, who are the players we should be looking out for? I remember you mentioned Cal Roberts before the first game as well. Was a good player. Yeah, I mean, we, we do have... Uh, an embarrassment of riches in what you might call uh, artistic flair players with an eye for goal. Can we so, have one? <laughs> <laughs> one. If, All we want uh, is it, one. <laughs> yeah, it, it might be argued we need uh, a centre-half uh, and a ball-winning midfielder if I was being cynical. So I don't know who you've got you might swap with us. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, we'll find um, someone. <laughs> um, i tell you what I used to like. And I think he's gone on to, someone said to me where he'd gone. He was raw at your place. Mm-hmm. Um, Omar Sawumi. All right. Yeah, he's gone to Bromley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, he went to Chesterfield. Uh, no, not Chesterfield, Colchester from us. That's right. I thought yeah. he got a league club. Yeah, I yeah. had quite liked him at Yo. You're probably going to say he was a nightmare for you, but I always liked him. I thought he was raw. Yeah. At, at, at this level, I thought he was quite effective. Um, I, yeah, I think he probably had as many bad ones as good ones for us. Did he? Um, yeah, he was part of the team that took us down from the football league, which is forever damned. So, um, yeah. So he probably will never get a good write up in the history books. But, um, but yeah, you see, he's at Bromley now. So that's where yeah. I saw him. Yeah. That's where yeah. I saw him. yeah. So going back to your question, um, Ruben certainly catches the eye. He doesn't score boring goals, you know, they're only spectacular ones. And Kel Roberts probably fits into that category as well. Um, Eli Sam's an interesting one. You can't mistake him. He's six foot four, six foot five. Um, He's, it sounds, there's a certain amount of irony here. He's not a good head of a ball. Doesn't want necessarily the ball into his head. If you think back to people like, um, Peter Crouch, Ian Ormondroyd, those types of players. He, he, he has a deceptive touch for such a big man. Uh, and he doesn't play as an out-and-out centre-forward. He kind of plays as an inside-forward, wide-left in a, in, in a three-behind the one up front. Uh, and again, he scored some very good goals. Um, as you say, he's got five in consecutive games now. If you had been saying that to me, or to any Knots fan two months ago, they would have probably laughed at you. Right. You know, he was out of the side. He was short on confidence. uh, And a lot of people 
would have probably said he really needed to go out on loan. But okay. he's got a chance. He and he has, you know, he's looked decent. And and I would probably go so far as to say on Saturday, he is as likely as anyone, uh, he says, fingers crossed, to get a goal for us. Okay, right. So he'll certainly be one to watch out for then. Well, um, and there's a few in your team, so we won't go through them all. Otherwise, it'll only depress me with your uh, riches of goal scorers. But um, I suppose last question then, then um, Paul. I mean, looking at your uh, fixture list after the game with the Oval at um, at Notts, you've got uh, away at Solihull, uh, away at Stockport, away at Dagenham, home to Bourne Wood, uh, the return game against Chesterfield. You've got Southend there as well. Um, I mean, does this make this weekend a, a must-win game for you? Um, I certainly think there's more pressure on not to win as a result of losing against Chesterfield on mm. Tuesday night. Um, our season kind of now splits into two halves in our remaining uh, 15 games. You, you've kind of rattled through March there uh, and it's fairly daunting all of those games bring with them special challenges against teams competing for playoff spots. Uh, you know, even Southend have yeah. been doing very well recently. So they are every single one of those. We're playing teams that would realistically expect to get something off us. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the final eight games of the season, almost in their entirety, are clubs in the bottom half of the table. Uh, where potentially it looks like a lot of those issues may, could could be solved as easily as within three or four weeks' time, you know, and kind of there's possibly not a lot to play for if, you know, that third relegation spot is kind of done and dusted. So it, it, it is it's quite an unusual set of fixtures, very hard for the next month. The run-in uh, yeah. looks... A, a, a lot softer for us. Um, on our podcast this week, we were talking uh, with a former player of us, Mark Stallard, who travels the country with our local BBC radio station. And, and, and we've been speculating that, you know, seventh place in the playoffs, you could, you could conceivably need 80 points to get it. Right. Um, it's that kind of form, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, 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 we've been speculating we need to be winning seven or eight of our last 15 to be to, to get to get the last playoff spot, you know, mm. and to be pushing second or third, possibly win 10 or 11 of those games. Mm. Um, I mean, have you guys given up on the playoffs or, yes. or, or, or is Darren still pushing? Is, well, he'll, you know, he'll still, still be talking I mean... about a good run. Yeah, I think uh, I think he's um, pretty much given up as well now. I think um, you know he talks about not wanting a season to peter out, but yes, un- unfortunately, I think the Chesterfield game was one that if we'd have got something, it might have kept the the candle burning for a little bit. But I think our our hope can only be to you know to pick up a few a few uh, you know wins and uh, hopefully yeah. But uh, I'm just such a shame that we're not in the trophy anymore. That that could have been something that could have kept our season alive. But we went out to Needham Market, who who to be oh. fair have made it through a couple of rounds since. So yes. um, uh, but uh, yeah. So so I'm afraid yeah. It's uh, we're petering out now until May. I'm afraid. So yeah. um, not. A great I mean one of our. 
I don't know whether it's right, but one of our Magpie Circle flock on our message boards in our podcast was saying that you'd beaten Bromley, Wrexham and Stockport this we've season. Got, we've got a great record against uh, against some of the top teams, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we do, we do do well. We do do better against the um, against the better teams. I think you're one of the, uh, you at our place back in October is one of the examples. But yeah, we won 3-0 at Stockport. Um, we beat uh, Wrexham 2-0. We're the only people to win at their place, I think, this season. Yeah. Um, Bromley we beat them 2-1 as well um, so we beat Halifax at home earlier in the season he's obviously yeah. done really well uh, on the TV yeah so so yeah we, we, we do well against um, they're better but we just can't score at the moment Paul that's the that's the yeah. problem but, I um, mean I would expect I can say with a fair degree of confidence yeah, you know our head coach Ian Birchnell plays a very very uh, possession focused game mm-hmm so, you know, at home, we will often have 70 to 80 percent of possession. Right. Well, uh, and, and it's very pleasing on the eye. You know, so we will not be kicking it. You know, we will be passing out in our six yard box, all of that sort of thing. That's right. kind of how we play it. Right. Sometimes it can be a bit harder away from home pitches and those sorts of things. But, you know, we've got a decent pitch. And so I think I, I suspect you will see. Uh, don't be worried if you don't see a lot of the ball. No. Yeah. Well, if, if we don't see a lot of the ball, I'll actually be quite pleased because our manager uh, has said on numerous occasions that we're, we're not a team that does well with the ball. So, Is so that right? Yeah. Okay. So you're yeah. a counter-attacking team exactly. that well, on Saturday, are you? That has been where our success has been this season. I think it's fair to say, but it really depends on what players turn up and um, you know how we uh, how 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 we, we we get on and whether we can convert some of those chances that we're creating. But we shall see anyway, Paul. Well, anyway, I, I still have to let you go because I know you've been recording just before we did uh, for your own podcast. So it's uh, you're pulling a late one for me. So I really appreciate you talking to us as ever. Um, and we'll uh, I'll I'll be there Saturday, so I'll give you a little wave from the away end. Yeah. Well, enjoy the occasion. Um, you know, it's, it, we've got decent facilities. It's a decent ground. There's a few good yeah. pubs. And uh, uh, if it's what you like, we have the only Hooters uh, <laughs> bar and restaurant in the yeah. whole of England, which yes. is about a three or four minute walk from the away end. I can assure you that a good number of our fans have already found Hooters on our previous visits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you, a final thing then, Paul, if you had to recommend a pub, which one would it be? Um, uh, well, if Hooters is not your thing, uh, then the navigation, which is on the uh, on the corner of uh, of one of the stands, uh, you'll get a good welcome there, and it's always uh, a decent pint, good food. Uh, it's got a bit of a beer garden outside as well, so that so that's a good one to go into the navigation. The navigation, right? Okay, ladies and gents, that's where we're going this weekend. Paul, thanks again for your time. Okay, so that was Paul. And if you did recognise Paul's voice from another podcast, obviously, you know, after you've listened to ours, those listen to it, you might have heard it from a BBC Sounds podcast called Sports Strangest Crimes, the Trillion Dollar Con Man, um, which is a story about, uh, if anyone remembers, back in 2012, I think it was, Notts County were taken over by a mysterious Middle Eastern um, finance group called Munto Finance appointed Sven Goran Eriksson as uh, a director of football. 
bought Sol Campbell, Casper Schmeichel and all sorts. Um, and there is a brilliant uh, series of podcasts uh, which Paul features in, which is available on BBC Sounds. And I, I chain listen to it, if you can do that, uh, on the way down to Maidenhead, on my drive down to Maidenhead. So I would recommend six podcasts, about half an hour each. And uh, they're presented by Alice Levine, who I don't really know, but Ben does. It is wild. Yeah, it is pretty are you, crazy. Are you trying to replace the term I binged something with chain listen? I did, yeah, yeah. Uh, back in the day, I used to be a smoker and I was used to call it chain smoking when you light oh, one yeah. cigarette off another. <laughs> there you go, my dirty yeah. secret. I wonder if anyone chain listens to the Glover's cast. <laughs> <Yeah>. Sometimes <laughs> I wonder if people ever fucking listen to the Glover's yeah. cast. Yeah, you could yeah. go for it this week, you could go Monday. Yeah. Wednesday, Friday, couldn't you? There you go. If you reach this point in the podcast, let us know. Yeah. Uh, just have to you, have let, you chain listened to us? Yeah, just to let us know, let, or let Ben know that you do listen. That'd be good. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. we spend a lot of time thinking about this. Believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> believe it or not, yeah, that is difficult to believe. But yeah, but it's certainly true to say that Notts County have some goal scorers. That is smooth. Good linkage. Yeah. They go. do good. They do. they do have some goal scorers. Yes, yep. they scored yeah. a lot of goals recently. Yeah. I was impressed when they played us at Hewish Park. I was impressed with Rodriguez. I think he scored both the goals for them. He scored two. He yeah, yeah. Um, he's got ten in thirty. Yeah, and yeah, because he was playing sort of in behind. He wasn't the striker, striker. So he was, you know, goals from midfield and. Uh, Roberts had a, I think Roberts had a decent couple of chances as well. So they've got yeah. some. Eleven goals in twenty-eight games. And neither are the top scorer. No, Kyle Wooden, fifteen goals in thirty-one games. And then, as we mentioned on there, Eli Sam, uh, who has five in twelve games, including five in his last five. So, wow. Our top goal scorer doesn't even play for us anymore. No, exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so their 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 top three uh, goal scorers have got more goals than our entire team put together. In the last so. ten games, they've scored twenty goals, yeah, averaging two goals a game at the moment. Yeah, but as Paul said, there they do like uh, to have a lot of possession, and Darren Sal says that we do better when we don't have the ball. So, well, we need the ball at some point, obviously, but we um so. Can we take that as a positive? Am I desperately grasping at straws here? There is some straw grasping going on. Yeah. Okay. Um, surprisingly optimistic for you, Dave, actually. I know. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. I've, I've got to catch another train there. So after my life. Oh, yeah. You're going, aren't you? You've got to persuade yourself as, as to why you are going. Yeah. And making that. Yeah. Okay. We, we, we do perform well against better teams, though. And yeah. even if you chuck the Chesterfield game in there where we were, Genuinely, the better side. For, oh, yeah, we should have won that, shouldn't we? Should have won. We so should have won. <laughs> this comes with a, a certain level of freedom, almost, because you know, if we are finished and we are done, we're not under any pressure, are we? Are we now at a point where it's like let's ruin some seasons for people? Yeah, let's screw <laughs> some stuff up. Yeah. <laughs> and at the end of the day, these guys, these these lads should be motivated. These guys will want to make sure they're in that team for the odd down semi final. So, finale, yeah, semi finale. Um, so <laughs> I'm gonna keep that as finale, I think I'm it's better, yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, need to get the uh accent above it as well. 
Yeah, that's the typo, is it? Yeah. <laughs> no accent, it's a typo. <laughs> so let's just, you know, go there. And who the hell knows? That's all I can say. It sounds like we had the manager's press conference today, brackets Friday, uh, brackets Thursday, um, which said that Fella was back in training today. Jack Robinson was back in training today, but at the time of they recorded the the press conference, Grant Smith hadn't trained, which is a bit of a worry. And who else? Oh, Tom Knowles hadn't trained because he, in the words of Darren Sahl, took a free kick in the chops against uh, <laughs> against uh, Chesterfield, which he certainly did. He uh, yeah, he took them full in the face, didn't he? So yeah, should I mean, we be worried about that? He came back on as well. And um, I, I remember saying on air, you know, he's had a concussion once this season already. Mm. You know, they're having to do these tests properly. And if it's a delayed thing, that's almost a bit more worrying, isn't it? Because you can do all the tests in the world when you're there and on the day and you might pass every single one of them. But how hard was that ball hit him as well from oh, a concussion yeah. from it? Leathered. <laughs> like, Absolutely yeah. leathered it. Yeah, it didn't look good at all. He hit the deck straight away. It was yeah, it wasn't particularly nice to watch actually. Um, so yeah, we hope he's okay. And you know, if he has to take a game off just to rest and get over his headaches and migraines or whatever, then then so be it. I think. Grant Smith is a worry, isn't it? I wonder what he's done. Yeah, he didn't, didn't look particularly uncomfortable at the end of the match or anything, did he? No, no. Pulled off some decent, or pulled off a very good save, didn't he, in that Chesterfield game? So maybe something he's done in the week. Maybe. Yeah, but if he hasn't trained this week. No, that's true. Maybe he's dubbed his toes. Yeah. Maybe dropped a bottle of aftershave on his foot. Yeah, or Josh the Builder dropped a sledgehammer on his toe <laughs> or something. Did neither of you get that? Someone will. No. Soul? No. Was it Arsenal Sergio, player? No, no. It was Sergio Canizares, the Spain and Valencia goalkeeper. Oh, all right. Dropped a bottle of um, After cologne on his foot and missed some matches because of it. There you go. That's learned that today. Is, that is just careless. If you yeah, ask I, me. I was well researched before this podcast because, you know. Who knows when that's going to come up? <laughs> yeah, who really knows when that's going to come up? <laughs> so, um, yeah, Dave, you're going to Chesterfield, uh, not to Chesterfield, you've been to Chesterfield. You'll be going past Chesterfield on your way to Notts County, is what I was trying to say. Possibly, yeah. What are you hoping for? What are you Nothing. hoping to see? Um, <laughs> I'm hoping to see a performance like the one I saw at Chesterfield, but with some goals. And I'm hoping that Olafella Olamola will be the um, the difference with those um, with those goals. And let's be honest, they've got a bloody go in sometime, haven't they? Haven't they? Surely they have. Come on, give me some hope here, please. Okay, they haven't. Depends who's depends who's there, doesn't ben, it? Ben's just screwing his face up at me. That's um, yeah. I mean, we, I mean, we, we came pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> we couldn't have done a lot more, to be fair. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that we, we get at them and, and give them hell. And I'd like us to score more than one goal. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I'll take one goal. No, no, more than one. Okay. All right. More than one goal would be nice. Yeah, because if Notts County are averaging two, 
Yeah. You're going to need more than one. Just to get a point, yeah. Because that, that Wrexham game that we saw away was the last time in the league we scored more than one. Is that right? Yeah, that was back in the November. In the league at all? Not, not or just away from home? No, in the league. <laughs> oh, blimey. We, we did get three in the trophy, didn't we, a couple of weeks later? Against yeah, Woking. Woking. Yeah. I thought you were going to say the penalty shoot. I'm going to need a market. <laughs> no, <laughs> no we, only scored, we only scored one in that game. We got one in that game. Oh, we did, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, I just, I, yeah, more than one goal would be nice. Is that, right. is, is that too much to ask? No, no, no. I, I mean, I'll travel for that. I, I, I have said many times before that if I stopped going because I didn't expect us to get anything, then I had to stop going years ago. But, no, um, yeah, so... Yep, I will be there like a some kind of addict that I know it's no good for me, but I just can't stop going. So, yeah, and you're not going to talk me out of it, are you? So, I know, no, no, no we need someone to, to write the five conclusions <laughs> in a match report. Yeah, that's it. Feed my habit, then see if I can. Yeah, it's strange, it's really, isn't it? It, it? It's all a bit strange, isn't it? Because I don't know. There's a bit of a shrug of the shoulders about these games now, isn't there? I know we've got a long way to go at the end of the season, but I don't know, I'm just kind of feeling a bit meh about it all. Still a third of the season to go, as the manager said today in his press conference. A lot of yeah. football to be played. Yeah. Well, yeah. The next he's one... Got th- to, he's got to say that, hasn't he? Yeah. He has, you're right. <laughs> he can't just say... Because, nah. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, yeah, there's, I guess the higher up the league... You finish the more money you might get at the end of the season in terms of where you're positioned. So, yeah, the higher you finish, the better off you are. Uh, but I know what you mean. It is, <laughs> I don't really remember us being in this position. Like, obviously, last, obviously last season, you know, relegation was all scrapped anyway, wasn't it? So, yeah. There was no like jeopardy as such, but it was a freak season. Whereas we've always been like, shit, are we going to go down or Ooh, are we going to make the playoffs? <laughs> and it's a bit like, ah, <laughs> what's yeah. happening? <laughs> yeah, nothing's happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Strange one, isn't it? A very strange one this season. Doesn't feel like a, doesn't feel like a proper season, does it? And yet it is the most proper of the last three seasons. Can I say it was yeah. like last last season we we wrote it off, didn't we? Not mm-hmm. not long from now. Um so yeah, it does seem a shame to be writing off another season, but do we just need to kick off the win them all campaign again? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's Maybe. what it is. I mean it worked well last time, so I don't know why we don't so, are, so how many have we got left? So we've got um... so we need to get to forty four games. We played 29, tomorrow will be 30, 40, 15 games. Mm-hmm. 45 points. Eight of them are at home, though. That could be the problem, couldn't it? <laughs> 45 points. Yeah. All one nil wins. That's fine, because we're not going yeah. to score many. All one nil wins. 45 plus 38. Except for anyway. Weymouth. Let's make Weymouth like a 7 nil win or something. Yeah, well, yeah, we can send them down. Uh, 45 plus 38 is 75, 80. 83 points. Now you're just reading out numbers. 83 points. Where does that where, where does that finish you? Uh good question. Just outside the relegation <laughs> zone, maybe. <laughs> yeah. 
That's got to have to get in the playoffs, isn't it? If you, if you don't get in the playoffs on 83 points, you'd be fuming. Mm, it might, yeah. I mean, there's going to be some high points totals, I think, this season to get to get that level. Paul mentioned it on the um, the Nuts County chat. It's going to take some serious pointage to get yourself up there. Yeah, pointage. If pointage is indeed a word. If it's not, it should be. <laughs> are you clicking a pen again? No, I am not clicking a pen again. My hands are here, like. <laughs> you clicking a mouse? Nope. Nothing. I'm not clicking anything. I think he is. I think he's clicking something. I wasn't clicking. Oh, I'm going to hold my hands up the whole time I'm talking. Is I'm it, not Are you going to hold anything. your hands up and admit it? Is that what that? No, <laughs> I haven't got anything to click. My clicky pen is still on the floor behind me from when I uh, threw it the other day. Can I tell you where I did hear the clicky pen? One. In the in the uh, guy winning him interview right at the start. Did you? Yeah, there was a lot of clicking going on. Oh God! You just—I think—I think you're just hearing it now. It's just in your psyche. <laughs> anyway, so we answer some points. questions. Eighty-three points. Let's do it. All aboard the eighty-three points. point train. Eighty-three point train. Here we go. It's back on. Win them all. Get the hashtag out again. Win them all. Eighty-three points. Somerset Premier Cup. Bosh. It's go. got to be win them all rather than win them all because it could look like. like Wine mall, win them all. Right. <laughs> win them all. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Questions? Are we all right for questions? Yeah, get on. Yeah, let's do right it. Then. Bruno um, Fernandez. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, you're Does Saul know more than he lets on in the presses? Or does he really not know about his contract and the future of other players? Lots of talk about the next 18 months. What do we think, fellas? I don't think he knows. No, I don't think he knows either. I don't think he knows either. Because in, this, in the same when, way no one answers our questions, no one's there, no answer is. <laughs> when he says 18 months to, did he say 24 months as well, or, or two and a half years, didn't he? Yeah. I think it's just a, if we sign these players now, we'll have them for another 18 months. If we sign them for two years, we'll have them for another two it's, and a half years it, it sounded, type thing. It's it, Yeah, it sounded a little bit more like, a thinly veiled give me this lot for the next year yeah what it sounded like give me this lot give me them um almost uh an auditiony type thing I, I guess but i i genuinely don't think he knows and i think he's probably sick of being asked it um but yeah. when you're the only person who fronts it up who fronts up for the club you're going to get asked it and you'll keep getting asked it until yeah until somebody else does it In for you mate unfortunately in the same way that Darren Way was the only person who was ever asked yep. when the Kuhig deal was on the table. Mm-hmm. No one else answered anything, did they? Nope. So. Why Thomas Tuchel keeps being asked about Roman Abramovich as well. <laughs> I just said that because I like the name Tuchel. But um, yeah, okay. Um, John Baker, side of yarn. Oh, I, wait a second. No, this isn't a question. I have two questions for Guy Whittingham, or am I too late? Yes, you're too late because we've recorded it and put it out, John, I'm afraid. But he says he enjoyed the podcast, so that's nice to hear. James Drew, two questions from James Drew. Uh, this one, I feel Ian might be being a bit targeted here, but okay. Oh. How annoying is it when fans of Arsenal, Man United, complain about their owners when they're playing for the Champions League in 
they're playing for Champions League in the Prem and signing players like Ronaldo compared to teams like us with bad owners, no fees for players, uh, no fees for players and mid-table in non-league. So Ian's discarded from this one because he is obviously a ardent Arsenal fan. So Ben, drinking out of your Leeds United mug. Um, <laughs> yeah. What do you think? It, yeah, it's, it's a bit annoying, isn't it? But, you know, you're very right to be annoyed about owners at every level. Every right for Newcastle fans to be annoyed about their owners, even if they are going to spend bazillions. It's every right of people to be annoyed at owners who, who don't treat their football clubs with the respect that others do. There are good football owners and there are bad football owners. Some of them just have many bazillions of pounds to, uh, to spend on players. I think those two clubs in particular, though, you know, in their recent history, they have been super successful. So it's to, all context, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. So to lose, to lose that, especially Man United. Like, I mean, Arsenal haven't won the league for nearly, nearly twenty years. Last one was 04. So hurts, doesn't it, David? Hurts him. Um, it hurts him, doesn't it? But when, when you're Man United, and you know, you're still longing for Fergie when he left ten years ago. Now, 2012, wasn't it? He left. I think, you know, <laughs> you're still rem- reminiscing on 20 league titles and think you're that. But, and they, I mean, they do spend silly money. But. I think this section is going to be cut out when we replayed on Three Valleys Radio, aren't we? It's not going to ask, allow you to talk about Fergie, but... <laughs> um, James Drew has another question. Favourite takeaway? And what are you getting from said takeaway? Ian Perkins. Uh, in Ilchester, we have a terrific Italian called Nuova Italia, and that is our go-to. And I will have a carnivora pizza, which is basically a meat feast pizza, but it's spectacular. If nice. not, I'll just have a classic chicken tikka, a proper Indian with all the sides. But yeah. Is that new Italy in Italian? Nuova Italiano, or whatever it was. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> this is Ilchester. You can't call Ilchester New Italy, I don't think. <laughs> I'll Google it while we're here. I'll, yeah, I'll Google it. Yeah, yeah, ben, what's your answer? I it's oh it's it's tough. I do I do enjoy them all. Um, hashtag enjoy them all. Hashtag enjoy them all. Yeah. Um, uh, if you if you yeah if uh, Chinese. Yeah. Chinese. What are you having from? Is this your local Chinese? Or? Yeah, it's called the Great Wall, and okay. you know we understand that reference. Um, it is subtle, but I get yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I like a uh, chili salt crispy chicken with normally a, like a special fried rice, but they have to have no prawns and some prawn crackers, spring rolls, all the chamois, all the lot, the the full whack. Dave um, looks like he's writing your order down at the moment. Yeah, if you could, mate, if you could have it here in the next hour, that'd be fantastic. I'm, 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 I'm writing down potential um, titles. So, yeah. so you're not writing down a potential order? Is that what? Just... Well, probably going to be a bit far for me to go and collect it for you, or do they deliver? Oh, have you not heard of Just Eat? Uber Eat? Did somebody say Just Eat? Just eat? I'm, just, I'm just thinking. If anyone from Just Eat happens to be listening and wants to sponsor us, yeah, more than welcome to do and so. You can pay us in spring rolls. You you can yeah yeah we will take payment in spring rolls correct and what about you Dave? 
Um, so if I were localising it, I'm a very big fan of Palmer's Fish and Chips. Whenever I'm down in Yeovil, I will always go for a Palmer's Fish and Chips. Always been a big fan of that. Um, but local to me, I do like Chinese. And there is a place called the Sunflower, um, which I love just because of the lady, um, the, the friendliest, nicest, happiest lady in the world who answers the phone on a Friday, Saturday night whenever she, she's obviously getting harassed by a million and one people. But she also always manages to be to be friendly and she knows my name now so that probably a bad sign so she gives me my address before i even uh, tell her what it is so that's not a good sign when but, i was yeah. at when i was at uni we used to go to subway after our clubbing exploits and there is a chap who worked in the subway manuel he was argentinian and you know after a few beers i get quite chatty um, so I was, I would always chat to him. I was probably really awful, uh, chatting to him. And then it reached a point where he would literally have our orders ready. So <laughs> he would just have them bagged up and send us down to the end. Cause he'd already done them. He'd see us walk in the door. So you wouldn't talk to him. <laughs> yeah. I think it was either getting out of a conversation or just super customer service. Yeah. I took it as super customer service, yeah. but I was always disappointed. I didn't get to speak to him, to be honest. Either way, that's impressive. Yeah, that was good. Um, okay, Robin Batchelor, uh, which one of Wrexham, Chesterfield and Stockport, spelt with a dollar sign, good, good, good lad, Robin, is missing out on promotion this year, and who are your promotion favourites as things stand? Promotion favourites next year, as things stand, that's what he said. Which one is, oh, sorry, yeah, beg your pardon, yeah, next year, as things stand. Who's missing out? I think Chesterfield are going to miss out. I think two of the three are going to miss out. I think just Stockport goes up out of those two. And who who else do you think is going up? Um, a and other. Wrexham Wood. Wrexham have hit form a bit, haven't they? Yeah, but when it comes to a playoff campaign, whoever it is that ends up against Wrexham and Chesterfield will turn up for it. Guaranteed. Chesterfield will get found out against good teams over and over again. Um... And I think they will both stay down. Stockport, I think, will go up. Game in hand. Already three points clear. They're fine. I wonder how close Boreham Wood are going to get and whether they get in one of those top two spots. And if they get in one of those top two spots and get a home semi-final, I wonder if they might be in a good place. Can so I I'm say gonna... Boreham Wood, as we speak, a nil-nil away at Everton in the FA Cup. That's pretty impressive, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I I wonder if if they get quite close. They've got three, four games in hand on Chesterfield. Yeah, they're only, they're only four points, five points behind them. So, I think Boreham would get up into one of those top two spots in the playoffs, and maybe they have the momentum just to sneak up alongside Stockport. I wonder if Boreham would are going to knacker themselves out playing all this these cup games. You wonder whether it's going to be too much for. Uh, how can these players go into? What are we We've got a huge Thursday. squad, are they, they? Are they playing on Saturday? Boreham Wood. Yeah. Um, hold on. If they are, how can they go from playing against a Premier League team on a Thursday uh, to playing in the National League on Saturday? I don't think they are, actually. No, they, are. they are. No. They are. They're, they are. They're playing Wrexham. <laughs> are they? Oh, the 8th. When's the 8th? When's the 8th? Now the eighth is the Tuesday, Tuesday. Arsenal, isn't it? Apologies, yeah. no, you're right. They no. don't. They, they oh, have, okay. They're not playing this weekend. To be weekend. fair, Bournemouth's next to Wrexham away, Chesterfield home. Oof. 
we'll know a lot more in two games' time for them. <laughs> but I think... Ask us the question again in two games' time, Robin. <laughs> well, to be fair, Barnet after that, then Grimsby and Notts County. Whew. It ain't easy for Boreham Wood, put it that way. But I think, there you go. I've said it, so I'll stick my neck on the line. Chesterfield will not go up. Wrexham won't go up. I'm going with Stockport to piss the league and for Boreham Wood to join them. Okay. Um, Harry Eaton, on a scale... <laughs> <laughs> on a scale of Adi Youssef actually scoring slash Scott Breesome showing his face at the club to 10, just about get that, how likely do you think we are to keep the majority of players out of contract in the summer? It's a bit worrying that we're into March and we've heard nothing positive about contracts. Out of 10, by the way? Are we allowing this? Or... I don't think we should allow out of 10, should we? But, um, but no, it's just the, sc- the scale is... A scale of Ada Yusuf actually scoring to ten. To ten. This isn't a ranking scale. Oh, okay, it's fine. Okay, it, okay. No, it's fine. a bit of an abstract. It's an abstract. I say it's, it's been. It's either been well thought through or not thought through at all. This isn't it. One <laughs> or the other. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt, Harry. <laughs> I have no idea, but here's the next set of questions that I would like to know. Whether or not <laughs> just answering questions for questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would. I want to know what what intricacies of these contracts that we do have are do we have any players that have options on our side do we have any players that have options on the player side do we have any players that have um triggers that mean that they have to be offered something or could be offered something or offered pay rises or offered pay reductions or whatever it may be that's the next thing to know isn't it i don't know none of us know those things and it would be nice Uh, to know those things are we going to extend any and then then not just not bother coming Back. No, but if, if we <laughs> are they going to be playing football with Justin Bieber? Um, but if any of them do extend or are triggered or are um, sort of options taken up on, they become assets and then they become potentially saleable. Where if a club wants them, that's fine, they can come and get them, but they're gonna have to pay us four pounds fifty in a packet of crisps and we'll give them the change. Is that what we're selling Addy for? He's just a packet of crisps. Okay. What flavour crisps? Rubbish ones, prawn cocktail. Don't mind a prawn cocktail, if I'm honest. Okay. I think this is a common theme with us uh, in Yeovil Town, isn't it? We leave it till... It's too late. Oh, sorry. Okay. So you're going to ask <laughs> We leave it a long time, don't we? It's always... I even remember under, um, you know, Darren Way and... Gary Johnson and Skivo, it would always be this is our retained list, this is who we're keeping, blah, blah, blah. Um, I think only Quigley was probably, Quigley recently was the one that we announced, wasn't it? An actual mid-season enhancement, and yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so... That got us six figures. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know. And I think you know there might be players who, we often hear about players who don't really want to talk yeah, they want to wait until the end of the season and find out what's going on. Keep their options open. But I yeah. bet there are people that do. And if those, you know, I think we'll keep some. I think we'll lose some. And that is about as certain as I can be. <laughs> there you go. There is the vague answer to your very specific question, Harry. But um, yeah. Um, a final question from 
former and current Yeovil Town players at that, and former. Oh, that's not all former and current Yeovil. It's not like a union type okay. thing. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, yeah, the collective <laughs> that is. What's the manager's win-game ratio? Ben Barrett. Oh, come to me. This is like university challenge, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's a statistical <laughs> question. Therefore, it's, it's got to be you. Barrett leads. <laughs> <laughs> The answer is 41.86%. And how does that compare against other managers of Yovertown's recent past? Very, oh, very, 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 very well. Okay. What um, Have you got other managers' ratios? Or, yeah? Do you want what the did, list? What did Darren Way have? Much less. Yeah? Significantly less. Okay. Have you got a percentage? Oh, yes. It's considerably yeah. lower. Have we got a source? Uh, yes. Soccer base. Okay. Should we do the list? Should we do the list? Should we rattle we'll through? Do, do the list. And can uh, can we just list out as well how many banners saying the special one have been assigned <laughs> to each manager? <laughs> can you just add that into brackets, please? Are you ready? Start off at 10. Gary Johnson, version 1, 116 wins in 221 games, 52.49%. Steve Thompson, 14 games, 14 wins in 41 games, 34.15%. Russell Slade, 49 wins in 137 games, 35.77%. A breathe. Terry Skiverton, 38 in 144, 26.39%. Gary Johnson's return. Yes, that return, 56 Game 56 wins in 162 games, 34.57. Terry Skibbon and Mark Two, two wins in 13 games. It was a short stint, 15.38. Then PS, Paul Sturrock, I forgot who PS stood for. Six wins in 30 games, 20% exact mondo. Darren Way, that was one special one banner, which okay. was at least two Glad too many. That, that uh, wasn't meant for Paul Sturrock, was it? The banner? Uh, no, definitely not. Okay. Um, Darren Way, 56 victories somehow in 189 games, 29.63%. Uh, Darren Stahl, 54 wins in 129 games, which works out at 41.86%. He is also, for bonus statistical analysis points, the only manager, the only full-time manager, I should say, since Gary Johnson version one to still be in a positive goal difference during his tenure. Steve Thompson did during a caretaker spell, but Gary Johnson, point one, uh, was also in a positive goal difference. No other permanent manager has managed that since. So Darren Sahl is doing very, 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 very well. And Darren, if you want those stats to take to the <clears throat> big man and ask for a new contract, you are more than welcome to do so, because I think you bloody well deserve one. Can I ask why you didn't include Neil Marmon? In those, uh, because uh, I needed a positive percentage. Okay, and he's not a not from four. Okay, <laughs> right. So okay. from that list, I think I just about got it all. But Darren Sarr is second to Gary Johnson version one from his Correct. win percentage. Yes, followed shortly by Russell Slade followed then by Gary Johnson version two, followed then by Steve Thompson, followed then by Darren Way, followed then by Terry Skiverton one, followed then by Terry Skiverton two. Oh no, there's a Paul Sturrock in there as well, in between the two Terry Skivertons. Do we say anything about the fact that Darren Sahl and Gary Johnson Mark one were both non-league managers, or that Gary Johnson Mark one was only for, and the rest of them were all league managers? But all the rest of them had bigger squads and bigger budgets. Yeah. 
Gary Johnson had Michael McKindo and Gavin Williams. Can you just? Ugh. Anyway. Uh, there's a way to leave it, isn't let's it? Let's end on that happy <laughs> thought about... A bit, it's, that is a positive way to end. Yeah. 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 No, I, 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 and do you know what? I appreciate the question, because that's given us a chance to talk very highly about Darren Stahl, something which I will never turn down. So, uh, fair play. Yeah. You'll be able to tell him that at the next Gaffer's Presser you go to. Mm. I will. Well, I might I... Yeah. Right. All right. Have we got anything else? Hooters. Will we? Have we not got anything else to throw to at the end of a Thursday night recording has, for a has, Friday has, podcast? Has oh, God, we have, haven't we? Yeah. How did I forget that? Okay, right. Shambles. Absolute shambles again. The Glover's Cast quiz. No wonder we don't get any awards, isn't it? Okay, so once again, it is the only way to finish a Glover's Cast. It is the Glover's Cast quiz. And as many of you all heard, our my fellow competitors, uh, Ben Barrett and Ian Perkins. Ben didn't have a very good week last week, but, um, but Ian managed to get three out of five, which is very creditable. So Elliot Warner is still our highest ranked quizzer with four out of five. But we've actually had a request to join the Glover's Cast quiz uh, from uh, one of our followers on Twitter. So a very well, good welcome to Will. Will, welcome to the Glover's Cast quiz. Cheers having me on. No problem. No problem. How are you feeling? Confident? Trepidation? What's in your thoughts? Um, I don't want to embarrass myself on the podcast. We'll see. Hopefully, hopefully. You, you, I'm sure you pick up all the hard questions for me this week. No, 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 no. I gave all them to Ben last week. So, uh, okay. yeah. And I, I wouldn't say uh, maybe he did embarrass himself a bit. But anyway, um, so moving on. Uh, so the, the, the quizzes, we've got five Yeovil Town trivia-based questions for you. Uh, some are multiple choice, some are not. Uh, you will have 30 seconds to answer each question. Uh, and if you get five out of five, we'll invite you back on to take on the quiz next week. Um, but uh, you need at least four to get to the top of the uh, the Hall of Fame board that Ian hasn't yet bothered to create on the website. Are you ready? Yeah. He's born ready, right. Okay. So, question number one. In 2004, which member of the Yeovil Town squad in their then debut season in the league had a trial with West Ham United? Was it A, Chris Wheel, B, Gavin Williams, or C, Terry Skiverton? I mean, it's definitely one or two, one of two. I know because Gavin did actually join West Ham, so I'm going to go with Gavin Williams, but so I thought it's not going to be him. Go on, Gavin Williams. You sure? Final answer is B, Gavin Williams. Yeah, we'll go with B, Gavin Williams. I'm afraid the answer ah, was A, Chris Wheel. Trick yeah. one, eh? In 2004, it was uh, Alan Pardew played him in a reserve team fixture against Arsenal and he didn't didn't make the move. But um, as you say, in December 2004, uh, Pardew was backed by Gavin Williams. So uh, I was a little bit unfair of me to put Gavin Williams in there, but I thought that might throw you off the scent a little bit. But OK, well, anyway, that, that that's that's one one out of uh, one out of five. So let's go to question number two. Name three Yeovil Town players from any period with an apostrophe in their name. I'll give you a clue. One has very recently returned to from a long-term injury for Yeovil Town. Well, we've got Lawson Diath. Lawson Diath is one. 
was going to say, I was going to say, but no, because that's a hyphen, isn't it? There's quite a few going to go with hyphens, but not apostrophes. Um, I thought you were going to say it then. What did you? What were you going to say? I was going to say Bonds and Gala. No, no, Bonds and Gala is right. Yeah, yeah, that's got oh, okay. Yeah, Bonds and Gala is another one. There's two. Okay. That's two. Um. I'll give you another clue. One of them was in so Gary Johnson's first season. Uh, made the, won the trophy, won promotion to the league as well. Central defender, Irishman. Oh, of course, Roy O'Brien. Roy O'Brien. There we go. I'll get. We'll go for those two. There's actually quite a number of them. So we got Lawson Dia, Ceci Dalmeida would have been another one. There are three O'Briens. So we've got Roy Allen. And Liam, I think Liam was a goalkeeper last uh, season before last, maybe. Then we've got, less familiar to me, George O'Callaghan. Morris Morris O'Donnell, I remember as a reserve team manager. Brian O'Donnell, I think, was his son. And we've got a Terry O'Leary, who I have to say I've never heard of. But, uh, yeah, there's a few. Anyone with an Irish-sounding name. Exactly. That's all you needed to go for, wasn't it? Yeah. But Bonson Gala, Lawson Diaf and Roy O'Brien. So that's uh, that's one out of five. You're off the mark anyway. Okay, question number three. Gabby Osho had two spells at Yeovil Town from different clubs. Can you name those clubs? So I think one was Reading. One was Reading. You're correct. Yeah. That was his first loan spell. And then he came back last season, maybe. For some for some reason, I'm leaning towards Luton. So going Reading and Luton? Yes. Going Reading yeah. and Luton, final answer? Yeah, we'll go with that then. Reading and Luton is the correct answer. Yes, Fabulous. yes. He, uh, yeah, first first loan spell from Reading, and he is still playing for for Luton. In fact, he played for him against Chelsea in the FA Cup on uh, on on Tuesday, uh, no Wednesday night. I beg your pardon. So, yeah, um, so yeah, Cornick played as well, didn't he? Cornick did, and he, he scored. scored. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, a good. Uh, you could make a good loanee eleven, couldn't you? I think out of the ex Yovertown players, probably be our best of eleven if they're any something. But... It probably would, yeah. yeah. Right, okay. Well, this is good. You got two out, two out of three, so that's not bad. Okay, so question number four: two loanees from earlier this season, Ben Seymour and Dion Pereira, if we can call Dion Pereira loanee, were both born in the same town. Was it A. Watford? B, Farnborough, or C, Stevenage? Ben Seymour came on loan from Exeter City, and Dion Pereira was on loan from Luton Town. Yeah, I was going to, I was hoping, because I know Ben Seymour was on loan from Exeter, so I was hoping there's going to be some link there, but yeah. it's going to be a complete, uh, so it's somewhere in, so, so do you say Stevenage? Watford, Watford and... Farnborough, or Stevenage? Mm. Farnborough's uh, like sort of woking kind of area. Yeah, yeah. I've got the train between there once for to oh. okay, so Watford, I think that's gotta be the biggest place, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. So I'm leaning towards yeah, we'll go with Watford then. So again with A, Watford. Yep. Is the right answer. Oh. Yes, there you go. Three out of five. This is more this luck is when, more luck than judgment there. Well, no, 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 that's what multiple choices are for. Okay. So three out of uh, three out of four so far, aren't we? So that's pretty pretty good going. So you can uh yeah, you can match our record if you get this one. Four out of four. So 
Question number five. Name three Yeovil Town players with a colour for a surname. You can have shades as well. So, uh, yeah, if, if you count certain colours as shades. I mean, I'm assuming you can't have Sunny Blue Low Everton because it's spelled differently. Uh, correct. You're right. Okay, yeah. Okay, then. Um, okay, then. Oh, there's got to be some players with the surname Grey. Um, certainly is. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, goodness me. I'll give, I'll give you a little bit longer to think of this one just because I want you to get four out of five. Yeah. Um, so oh can you think back to the season we made the playoff uh, final against um, Blackpool? We oh, had okay. a centre forward. Centre forward. Um, um, alongside Marcus Stewart. So, yeah, I think he went on to play the South End. Played under Russell Slade. That's me. And we also had a, um, a midfielder in the season who got relegated out of the league um, who scored in our final game in the... Uh, no, in that game at Northampton, which is the penultimate game in the league. Uh, were... Oh, they got Jake Gray. Of course you did. Yeah. Jake Gray's yeah, yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. And the striker. I think that's spelled G-R-A-Y there, so I'm taking a point off myself. Um, I know, no. Well, this is on this is on Nigel's list, so I'm going to give okay. you that. Jake Gray. Um, the other striker, very similar name. Uh, I'll get after Russia. Yeah, no, I understand. No, it's, I, yeah, got uh, who scored? Who scored? I got went to the Northampton game. <laughs> Um, no, go You're on, right. Go Jake, Jake Gray was the scorer in that yeah. game. All oh, right. Go I'm going to have to give it. Okay. So, so you could have had any of these. So you could have had Aaron Brown, Kevin oh, Brown, course. Marvin Brown, Reese Brown, Steve Brown, Jake Gray got Wayne Gray was the one I was trying to lead you to. Oh. Yeah. Wayne Gray. Love watching him. Yeah. Or you could have had Jordan Green, more recent. Oh yeah. Curtis Haynes Brown. Keanu Marsh-Brown. Uh, yeah, we had a Chris White and a Tom White. I don't know if you remember yeah. Tom White yeah, from that season. And if you go back a bit further, we had a Simon Black, a Malcolm Gold, and Andy Stone. And if anyone got Bill Mustard, well, um, uh, all, all credit to them, I say. But, um, but yeah, so it's three out of five, I'm afraid, for you, Will. But that is very good going. I have to say that puts you up there with um, almost the best. It's only uh, you're, you're in joint second place on the Glover's cast quiz leaderboard when it finally gets created so thanks for having a go thanks for thanks for taking the time and uh yeah hopefully you keep on listening see if anybody can top your score certainly will didn't disgrace myself thank you so much for having me on not at all not at all thanks will take care and with a quick turn skipper alex dot slams it in there's lindergaard making forest back pedal Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris, expanding via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from.